Isn't it good to be here? Amen. It is. I'm glad that you are here. And if you're watching, hi. Glad that you're able to be with us virtually. And uh, we are glad that you have chosen to be here live and in person. Amen. We we talked last week about uh, Gideon. I, I said I thought that they were going to be here this week. It turns out that um, there were some scheduling conflicts. So there we will have a Gideon in September, I believe. Yes. <laughs> so we'll be more definite about the time. Um, again, it was a, a, a quick time from last week to this time. So um, so we'll have more time to make sure everything is, is right and in order. So uh, keep that in mind and save some money to donate to the Gideons. And uh, if you were already prepared to give today, you can put it in a tithe envelope or get a Gideon card and, and put that in. But otherwise, if you'll just uh, stick it in a separate place in your wallet, then you'll just save it for not next month, but uh, September. I know, I said next month, and, and Mom said, no, it's still it's still July. So <laughs> help us, Lord. Amen. Um, also, the month of July is a ball or a doll, if you have not brought anything yet for our uh, Samaritan's Purse. Uh, shoe boxes please do bring one or the other i found the cutest little it's a tiny little catcher's mitt in a in a soft ball at ollie's they were so adorable so if you haven't found anything and there were a few left there so just uh a suggestion if and there, it was small so it, i'm sure that it will fit into the the box so that's just a suggestion but also we talked about the if you get a ball, one that will deflate and that you can blow up with your mouth instead of a pump is a really great idea. We had some people last year to do that. So that's a, a good thing to do. Um, any other? I think that's it for right now. Yes. So uh, in anything else we will be letting you know. Well, in two weeks is first Sunday meal. So August, yes, the beginning of August is... <sighs> right upon us so first Sunday meal in two weeks but you'll get a call for that and I'll, I'll remember to remind you um, I 
yesterday I hurt my foot I will not get into all the details of the hurting of my foot but um if you really want to know I'll tell you but not right now um <laughs> but yeah yesterday I hurt my foot and I am not a it was right on the ball of my foot where it would be if it were pressed on it if I was wearing heels and y'all know me and um I just love to wear my heels to church but um was not able to today I, I looked through all my shoes and and I only had um only had uh, a few pair of flats and not that many um, sandals and so I was like goodness gracious what am I gonna wear but um but <laughs> I know I'm just um being a little bit funny but anyway wearing wearing flat shoes I have a a different perspective you know normally I'm um <laughs> four inches taller than that here and so wearing flat shoes and just you know the the pain that comes with stepping on that area and I thought when you're in pain your perspective is different things change when you're hurting you don't see things the the way that they really are the way that you normally would you don't see things uh, you, you don't see things as clearly you don't you have a different type of perspective and everything that you do revolves around the pain so I encourage us today if you're hurting then you need to give that to Jesus if it's physical mental emotional spiritual whatever it is if you're hurting in any type of way you need to give that over to the Lord because all that hurt affects our effectiveness and if we can receive the healing of the Lord that he has provided then that will change everything amen let's see this morning and go to the Lord in prayer ask him to have his will in the service heavenly father we thank you for this day God we thank you for your goodness your mercy your blessings and grace God we thank you because you are so holy and so righteous so mighty and strong God we thank you and we praise you that you brought us into your house today to be able to fellowship one with another God, we thank you and we praise you that you have given us life and life more abundantly, that you have promised healing through your, through the power of Jesus' blood, through the atonement that was achieved when he died. God, I thank you and I praise you that we can come to you with any hurt and any pain and give it over to you. And I ask that, that today we would each surrender anything that has been on our mind, on our heart, God, that's physically ailing us. God, I ask that you would just take care of it right now. God, that before we leave here today, that we would receive the healing that is promised through your word. God, I ask that you would have your will and your way in everything that is said and done today, that we honor and please you and lift you up. God, I pray for everything that is said and done today. God, from the very first prayer to the very last prayer, that it would lift you up and glorify and honor you. Father God, not for our glory and our praise, but to honor you. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When darkness tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken 
Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Shame no longer has a place to hide. I am not a captive to the lies. I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Lord, I'm standing because my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, I'm standing in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your holy name, God. We bless you today. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we praise you. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, 
break every chain, break every chain. You're the all-sufficient sacrifice, so freely given, such a prize box. There is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain break every chain to break every chain break every chain break every chain and there's an army rising up there's an
serpent may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. No, my God will never fail. I'm going to see your victory. I'm going to see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. So I'm not backing down from any giant. Cause I know how this story ends. Oh yes, I know how my story ends. Then I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see your victory. I'm going to see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, I'm going to see your victory. I'm going to see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord.
For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see your victory. I'm going to see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see your victory. I'm going to see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. One more time, claim that promise. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. God, Spirit of the living God, 
we're leaning into all you are and everything else can wait spirit of the living god spirit of the living god come now and breathe upon our hearts come now and have your way because when you speak and when you move when you do what only you can do changes us it changes what we see and what we see when you come in the room when you do it only you can do it changes us it changes what we see and what we spirit that is here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. Welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. Glad to have all of you with us this morning. It's amazing. I've got a little red book at my house that I write down topics and write them down and, and make speeches out of them. Two words came out to me this morning, and I said, I'm going to have to go home, and now I'm going to have to do something about that. Chains. I think, uh, chains. And what are you afraid of? What fears? 
What, what, what are we afraid of? Uh, so I'm going to have to work on them. <laughs> Jennifer's put me to work this morning. But that's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. It's good to have all of you with us. It's good to have all of you at home. I hope that you're enjoying our service and will continue to as our service goes along today. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our usher will come. Brother Jordan, do you feel up to saying the blessing over the offering this morning? Yeah, we'll sing this one. This is, um, that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> you probably didn't know that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> now you do. It's one of my favorite songs. I, um, I was thinking this morning, Jennifer said, oh, you're going to get up there, you're going to cry. I ain't going to cry. Not today, but so often, yes. Um, so I was thinking this morning about a conversation that Ronnie and I had this week. And he said, do you know, and I just love how God is moving and working in him, growing him, and um, didn't have anything to do with me, <laughs> you know, and I thank God for that, because it's between him and God. And um, so we had a conversation, and he said, do you know what happens when a silversmith is working? And I said, well... You tell me. Well, I had just taught my Sunday school class a week or two prior, and we talked about um, what happens when a silversmith is working the silver. And he said, did you know that he fires it up and the impurities come to the top? And he 
scrapes them off. I said, yeah. He said, but he doesn't just do it one time. He keeps doing it. The impurities rise to the top, and he scrapes it off. And I said, yeah. And he said, but that ain't the best part. <laughs> he said, do you know how he knows when it's ready? And I knew, but I said, how does he know? He said, he looks down, and he can see his reflection. <laughs> wow. I want the Lord to look down and see his reflection in me. Oh, Jesus, I want to be like him. I thank him this morning. But you know, to be like him, sometimes we got to go through the fire. <laughs> look at look at me segueing. Lord, you know, I just love the Lord this morning, and I appreciate him so much. I love this youngin' right here. <laughs> Y'all probably didn't know that. And um, and this met this faith series that she's doing, and what a blessing it is. And I heard somebody say this week, and just sharing with you, you know, that um, we believe in the God who can. He's the God who can. But when our faith, <laughs> when we get to the point where we believe he will, there's a difference. Amen? Let's sing. Let's sing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So many times I've questioned certain circumstances, things I could not understand. Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision, and my frustrations get so out of hand. I am reminded I've never been forsaken. I've never had to stand the test alone. When I look back on my victories, the spirit rises up in me. It's through the fire my weakness is made strong. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy or the hill would not be hard to climb he never offers victories without fighting but he said help would always come in time just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says, give in, just hold on. Our Lord will show up, and he will take you through the fire again. I know within myself that I would surely perish. But if I trust the hand of God, He'll shield the flames again, again. He never promised 
that the cross would not get heavy and the heel would not be hard to climb. He ever offers victories without fighting, but he said help would always come in time. Just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says give in just hold on our lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again just hold on our lord will show up and he will take you through the fire When the questions outweigh answers on those long and lonely nights, friend, you gotta keep on moving. He is with you in the valley of despair. He won't leave you there. He is with you when you think you just won't make it. He is right there when it looks like hope is gone. You're going to find out he's nothing less than faithful. So keep holding on, keep holding on. When the darkness overwhelms you and the fear just won't subside, when the questions outweigh answers, on those long and lonely nights friend you've got to keep on moving he is with you in the valley of despair he won't leave you there he won't leave you there there has never been a moment come a day he's not strong enough to rescue 
rescue. He's not strong enough to save. When the darkness overwhelms you and the fear just won't subside, when your questions outweigh answers on those long and lonely nights, friend, you gotta keep on moving. He is with you. overwhelms you and the fear just won't subside when the questions outweigh answers on those long and lonely nights and you gotta keep on moving he's with you in the valley of despair he won't time now for prayer requests. Any spoken requests first? Sister Hagen.
not raised hands for unspoken prayer. Stand with me. Continue prayer for Sister Wiseman. Let's fellowship.
Jesus this morning. And I praise the Lord for you this morning. I praise the Lord that you have chosen to be in the house of the Lord today. Um, I was reminded for us to please continue to remember Sister Wiseman and her family in prayer. Um, um, a loss is devastating at any time, but especially when it's so sudden and you have so many, many, many questions. Um, communicating with Linnea, uh, one of the Wiseman's daughters this past week, and um, she said that, you know, just asking, you know, just letting her know that we were lifting her up in prayer, and she said, well, I have just been asking God so many questions, and he's probably tired of me asking him so many questions. No, she said, I know he's tired of me asking so many questions, and I text her back, I know he is not tired, because he's a big God, and he can handle our questions. He can handle our questions. He does know and understand, but do keep them in prayer and uh, lift them up um, on a daily basis. Um, today, um, I'm going to talk about a topic that is dear to my heart and something that um, I can probably get on a soapbox about a whole lot. Um, over the years, talking to many, many people, couples, <laughs> Um, yes, brother, <laughs> there are many topics, but this is just one of the many. <laughs> um, anybody that knows me knows that one of my um, love language is quality time. And anybody that knows me knows that. And I was reminded as I was studying and, and preparing for today's message, I was reminded many, many years ago when I was... I don't know, I was probably in my 20s, so it's been a few years. Um, it, at the Pink Hill Beauty Shop, one of our customers um, ran the Pink Hill Florist. I mean, there's Pink Hill's a small town, so there's a Pink Hill Beauty Shop and a Pink Hill Florist. You know, there's not many to choose from. But the owner of that, the owner of that shop um, the, uh, was in our salon, and just in talking, she said something that has stuck with me over the years. And she said that, um, that some of her employees had answered the phone, and, and it was one of her children. And the employees, seeing that you know, the shop owner was busy with the customer and just busy, 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 the, shop, the, the employee said, well, your mama's busy right now. She'll call you back. And she crawled all over her. And she said, don't you ever do that. I'm never too busy for my children. I'm never too busy for my children. And I have tried to make that a habit of my own. With those that I love, those that I care about, I try to never be too busy for them. Jennifer made mention a week or last week or the week before that I can call mama sometimes 10 times a day and it's not an exaggeration and I always want her to know I want her to. When any of my children call me, I want them to know I want you to because quality time is how you get to know people. Spending time 
with somebody is how you know what their heart is all about. You know them intimately, and you can't know them intimately unless you spend time with them. Um, I was reminded also of when my babies were little, just laying on the bed and, and looking at you moms and possibly you dads too can kind of identify with this, that you just, you just lay and watch them, just lay and watch them for hours, just watching their little faces, the little um, faces that they make while they're sleeping and, and watching all their features and you just kind of burn them into your memory, their little fingernails. I was always so fascinated with fingernails. I mean, how did those things develop, you know? But when you are, when you take time to really take time with somebody and know them intimately, to know them in a very, very deep way, there's a connection there that, again, you moms, possibly you dads, will, will be able to identify with. We live in such a crazy, crazy rat race that in this generation more than ever, we need to spend quality time with people that we love and care about. There are more demands made on us every day. Um, talking to, to Shane often and, and with the short supply of, of workers, quality workers, you know, it just, there's more and more demands made on you as, a, as a, an employer. And, and I think we could probably all say that kind of thing. We're busy, busy, busy. And um, there's a lot of noise, a lot of activity around us all the time. And we have conditioned ourselves to that. Society has conditioned us. The culture we live in today has conditioned us to be busy, busy, busy. And if you're not busy, you're not being productive. If you're not go, 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 something's wrong. You know, we conditioned ourselves to that. Um, but I, I want us today to think about, and some of the songs that we've sung this morning have just, have just blessed my heart because it talks about stealing away with the Lord, knowing who he is, and the only way we can do that is by spending quality time with him. Um, Psalms 25 and 14 teaches us that he reveals secrets. That's not where I'm taking my text today. But that he reveals secrets to those that fear him. And he shows covenant to those that spend time with him. I'll talk about that hopefully a little bit more later. But we all, as Christians, we know spiritual disciplines of prayer and fasting and reading the word and worship and serving others. Those are just spiritual disciplines that as Christians we all know about. Today I hope to talk about some spiritual disciplines that we don't talk about a whole lot because they're a little bit uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> the spiritual disciplines of 
solitude, silence, stillness. Sister Jordan, I've never heard of those as spiritual disciplines before, but they are. They are, and they're extremely important. Um, we see in Scripture, um, think about Zechariah, when, when Gabriel came to him and said, um, you and Elizabeth going to have a baby, and um, his name's going to be John, and he's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit from, you know, from, from his mother's womb, and and John is like, uh-uh, we too old, ain't that ain't not happening. And if you know the story, and if you don't, go back and read it, um, how that, because of his unbelief, Zechariah was struck dumb. Yeah, I mean, he, he, was, uh, he was not able to speak for nine months. Now, can you wrap your head around that a minute? Can you think about for nine months not being able to speak? I'm thinking that probably in his silence, he's pondering all these things that, that the angel Gabriel had said to him, you know. And it wasn't until that he, <coughs> excuse me, that it wasn't until John was born and he realized the, the whole magnitude of what's going on here that he was even able to speak. But that in that silence, I feel as though that Zechariah, made a connection with God that he had not made prior to that, even though he was a priest in the temple. Um, we all know the story, or at least I hope you do, about Samuel, how that his mother brought him to the temple, and, and he was under the tutelage of Eli the priest um, from, from just a very, very small child, and how that living in the temple with Eli the priest and and... I, the story is that, that Samuel heard a voice calling him, and he jumps up and he goes to Eli, and he says, Yes, Eli, yes, sir, you, you've called me, sir. I haven't called you, boy. Go lay back down. This happened to him three times, and the third time Eli is recognizing this is the voice of God. You need to be still before him and listen. And he instructed Samuel to do that and from that God talked to Samuel and told him a plan for his life and, and how he planned to use him and what he planned to do through him and for him we know that after Jesus and the disciples learned about the beheading of John the Baptist that Jesus went away into the wilderness into a quiet place to be alone in a place of solitude in a place of silence in a place of stillness he was so moved we also know that Jesus before he chose his 12 disciples went into the mountain and spent all night in communion with his father before choosing his 12 disciples that that was something very very important and that stillness, that solitude, again, we don't hear a lot about it, but it's so necessary in our lives. Um, before Jesus started his earthly ministry, you know, he went out into the, to the wilderness for 40 days, a time of pulling away, drawing away, 
and even his very greatest greatest task in the Garden of Gethsemane, how that he pulled away and he drew away to be alone with the Father because there was something that he needed to know. He needed the strength. He needed direction. He needed help. In order for you and me to be more like Jesus, we're going to have to follow some of those same disciplines of pulling away to be alone with him and to be silent before him. My scripture today comes from a very familiar scripture to us, um, the 23rd Psalm. You can quote it, but I'm going to read it to you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I would walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Familiar scripture to us. But as you were listening to that, if you will think about how that David as a shepherd I can see him on the on the hillside, just you know, tending the sheep is not a very demanding job. And so he's got time to pull away solitude and silence before the Lord, just watching his sheep and watching the magnitude of, of all the creation around him. Um, I believe that when the scripture says that David was a man after God's own heart, I believe that this is the reason that he was because, because of, G, of, of David's occupation, he had the time to. But as children of God, you and I need to make time. Not just take time, but make time um, to pull away. He makes me to lie down beside, uh, and he makes me to lie down. Think about solitude there, just being still, being away. Beside still waters, the stillness there kind of makes us think of a peacefulness with the Lord. He restores my soul. The word restore um, is a word that's used over a thousand times in the Psalms. And how many of us do not need restoration from the rat race and the craziness that's going on? We need to be restored. We need to be renewed. We need to be refreshed. And we get that by pulling away and spending quality time with the Lord. <clears throat> it says, I'll fear no evil because I know you're with me. 
We know that things are going to come our way. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death or anything else, our troubles, our problems, the situations, the distresses that we face in our everyday life, they're going to come. It's just part of life. But I'll fear no evil because I know you're with me. That peace, that calmness that comes from, from knowing that we have spent time with him, that we know him intimately, and he knows us intimately. He knows where we are. He knows what's going on in our lives. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That dwelling, again, indicates sitting down, being at peace, finding a resting place. You might say, Sister Joyner, <clears throat> all that's real good if you're a shepherd. But I do real work in the real world. <laughs> we do need to pull away, actually pull away. We, um, Leneva's talked about her pastor <clears throat> and his wife just going on, um, taking a Sabbath. Um, and the Bible talks about taking Sabbaths. And it's a time of refreshing. It's a time of renewal that we have to actually do. You say, well, I can't do that all the time. No, you can't do that all the time, but we do need to do that. But more than a place, it's an attitude of our heart and an attitude of our mind, um, this thing of solitude and stillness and silence. Silence is just being quiet. That's hard for a lot of us. Um, it's really a challenge and a struggle. And at the Joiner household, when the Joiner kids are all around, it's near impossible, <laughs> I can just tell you. But Isaiah teaches us that in quietness and in trust is your strength. And you learn who you can trust by being intimate with them, by spending time with them. So in quietness and in, in trust is our strength. Our culture also, with all the crazy social media, sometimes I am just blown away at stuff that people will put on Facebook. I don't do Facebook. I don't look at Facebook. Um, I, I don't. But I hear other people talking about it. It's like, wow. I, I just, wow. <clears throat> our, our culture today, though, and, and we saw some of this um, just e even this past year with a lot of the different things that have been going on in our, in our land, in our nation, <clears throat> how that everybody has an opinion and you're entitled to my opinion. Everybody has some thoughts about things, and you're entitled to those thoughts. And everybody needs to know what I think about blah, 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 whatever it happens to be. I've told my family over the years that just because I haven't expressed an opinion doesn't mean I don't have one. And I think if we can kind of adopt that attitude in a lot of situations that, um, that we would be better off, possibly. Um, You've heard many times that we have two ears and one mouth, and it's for a reason, so that we 
listen twice as much as we talk, you know. Um, The Bible talks a lot about bridling our tongue and knowing how to to control yourself. Uh, Lamentations 3 and 28 says that even a fool, when he is silent, is considered wise. Think about that one a minute. Even a fool, when he is silent, is considered wise. Does that mean we shouldn't ever talk? No, because the Bible also teaches us that a word fitly spoken, the right word at the right time, is like apples of gold in, in frames of silver and how important that it is. Um, I'm very, very thankful. Um, Lisa has a gift of just sending the right word at the right time, and I thank you. Um, it's very important. But the whole idea here, um, we know that James talks about that our tongue is, is, a, is, is full of deadly poison, and we know how deadly and destructive that, that can be. And that a man that knows how to control his tongue is a mature or a perfect man, the Bible says. The whole idea here with the silence is having control of your mouth, knowing when to speak and when not. Ecclesiastes, Solomon said there's a time to speak, there's a time to be silent. And, and when, we, when we've taken time to really take time with the Lord, everything doesn't require an answer. Everything doesn't require a remark. And when, when we can grasp that, it frees us to let some things just slide. It frees us to let some things that could have the potential for an argument just slide. When we understand that, and the whole, again, the whole idea is control. Um, Many, many times we think that conversation is me telling you everything I want you to know. But conversation, communication is more listening than it is talking. It's more listening than it is talking. And so when my children call me, I want to listen. Um, Sometimes Leneva say, I don't want you to fix it, Kay. I just want you to listen. <laughs> Sometimes it's more about listening, but usually, if you will notice, when we're in conversation with somebody, <clears throat> whether it's our whether it's our spouses, our children, somebody at work, but if you will notice, when we are in conversation, rather than really listening to what that person's saying, we're thinking more about how we're going to respond. So you're really not getting it. We do the same thing with the Lord, guys. We do the same thing with the Lord. We spend time praying and, and telling him how we want things to be and touch this one, help that one, fix this. Do, we, we do all those same kinds of things with the Lord rather than being silent before him, taking time to really have an intimacy with him to listen 
more than we talk. Easy? Uh-uh. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But it's kind of like it's kind of like the stars at night. Um, when you're in the city at nighttime, you don't know the stars are up there. There's too much light pollution. That's what it's called. But you don't see the stars. You know, when you go out in the country where there's not all the lights and the stores and everything that's going on, you can look up and see the stars and it's beautiful. It's the same way with our Heavenly Father. There's too much noise pollution going on in this busy, busy life that we have. And the only way that we can really hear, just like seeing those stars, the only way we can hear his voice is by being silent, pulling away, drawing away to spend quality time with him, to connect with him. Solitude's just kind of being by yourself, being alone. <laughs> and it's not me time being alone. You know, I, I'm got, I want to go get my hair did. I want to get my nails did. I've, I've got a hobby, whether it's golf or fishing or whatever. I need some me time. It's all about me, me, me. I need to relax. I need to take it easy. I need to. That's not the solitude that I'm talking about. The solitude that I'm talking about is choosing to turn away from human interaction and outside external stimulation. Um, everything that's going on in our lives has kind of locks us into patterns of thoughts, actions, that kind of thing, and how we're going to interact with this person, that person, um, from time to time when Jennifer's not in school and I'm, I'm with her and I hear her phone going off making this goofy, goofy sound, she said, Mama, that's just to remind me that I'm stopping in this classroom and I'm going to another classroom. You know, we, we have all these outside stimuli going on in us. We, we watch the clock. When that person comes, we know it's time for this, this, or this. When I see that happening, it's time for this, this, or this. Um, Brother Joyner, bless his heart, um, he'll, he'll look at NCIS and then after a bit, well, it's time to take medicine. And then it's time to take a nap. And then it's time to take medicine. And then it's time to watch some more NCIS. And it's, you know, but, you know, we've got all these outside things that are going on in our lives. And, and we kind of condition ourselves to the things that we're seeing, the things that we're hearing you know, reminds us it's time to do this, it's time to do that. Um, but in solitude, we choose to pull away and turn away from outside stimuli. And it's, it's really difficult um, to do sometimes, to turn off your cell phone, to turn off social media, to turn off the TV, to turn off the music, radio, or whatever kind of music you listen to, ever how you listen to music. <clears throat> but when we, when we choose to pull away and we choose to have solitude, it's spending time with the Lord that we can really understand 
how addicted we are to all these things in our lives. How we are addicted to what informs us or who informs us. Addicted to what entertains us or who entertains us. Addicted to who or what comforts us. When we choose to pull away and I'm, I'm not going to have this, this, whatever the this is for you. And it's something probably different for each of us. But, but we realize how addicted we are to things around us. And once we have made that decision, it frees us to listen to the Lord. It frees us to see who he is and to spend you know, quality time with him. Um. Pastor and I have talked to many couples over the years, and I talk to a lot of couples otherwise, um, either singular or together. Quality time is not sitting in the same room with the TV on while we're together. It's not quality time. Um, it's not just going out to eat and sitting across from each other, then coming back home and turning the TV back on. That's not quality time. Quality time is when you are interacting with still enough to listen. You choose to put all outside stimuli out of the way that you are what's important to me. Hearing what you've got to say. Hearing who you are. Sharing who I am with you. That's what quality time is is all about um, anyone who has ever created anything if your job requires you to do reports I know that Amanda has had just a, a really tough few weeks end of the year with her and reports and making things sure that things are and I am certain that she has had to have time that she's gone into her office and closed the door and it's like, y'all leave me alone. Am I right? <laughs> um, anybody who has a, a musician, an artist, um, anybody who, who presents in any way at all, um, putting together a sermon, a lesson, Brother Mike, I'm sure, for his Wednesday night classes, that there's times that he has to pull away and be alone with God in order to, to create anything. And anybody that does any of these things with excellence knows that you've got to have extended times of solitude um, with the Lord in order to do those things. <clears throat> um, spending time with him. For him to create something in us, just like an artist or a musician or for something to be birthed, for something to be created, there has to be some quality time spent. Um, stillness. Stillness, mm, this is probably the most difficult one. Stillness just means to, to wait, to stop, to be at peace. Um, I've thought about my cat. 
<clears throat> it's Cat's story. I'm sorry. It's Cat's story. But <clears throat> she'll go over to her scratching thing, and and it doesn't matter if I've just given her a treat. She, if, if she thinks she can get another one, she'll just go over and she'll scratch, and she'll just sit right there. She'll sit on top of it, just like that, and she'll be still. She'll just sit right there and be still. And it's kind of a joke between Pastor and myself, how long will she sit there, you know, and just be still. But after a while, I just kind of get the feeling like, all right, you you know, <laughs> okay. And so I give her treats, you know, and it won't be just another minute or two, and he'll say something every once in a while about, um, wonder how long she would do that. Um, I said, just as long as I'll give her treats, probably. <laughs> but it's that stillness. <clears throat> And that waiting, that being patient, that's probably the most difficult for us. Um, I get kind of tickled at um, at little boys. I, I see them in uh, out shopping in different places, and they're just sitting and waiting and waiting. And I'm thinking, sweetheart, you don't know it, but you're gonna spend most of your time waiting. Can I get a witness, men? Amen. You spend most of your time waiting <laughs> for a woman to do something. <laughs> Being still, the waiting. <clears throat> um, activity. If we can get in our heads that activity isn't always productivity. Just because you're busy, just because you're moving, just does not mean you're being productive. Sometimes you just need to be still. Um, Jackson, our grandson that I see more often, <clears throat> that kid cannot be still. And I think he's got some ADD or ADHD or something. That he just he is constantly in motion. He's constantly moving. He's gaming. He's not necessarily talking to me, but he's he's rolling on the couch. He's got his feet up. He's got his feet down. He's this way. I mean, it's, it's just, and Brother Jordan and I have just talked about it, you know, numerous times how the kid just cannot be still. <clears throat> and it, it is very difficult. And, again, we've conditioned ourselves to this with, you know, everything's pop, 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 hurry, 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 gaming. You get, you know, instant gratification, you know, when you uh, reach a score or get another treasure, I guess is what it is. <clears throat> kind of like my cat. But, but this fast-paced world, and everything is instant, instant drive-through. We have an instant church now, that kind of stuff, that everything is so fast-paced that we feel as though if, we, if we're not moving, if we're not, something's not happening, that it's really difficult to just be still, just be quiet. feels awkward, doesn't it? It does. It feels awkward. But it's a spiritual discipline that we need to develop in our lives to be still before the Lord, to spend time with Him. We do get bored very easily, don't we? <laughs> um, Jesus connects stillness and peace. You know the story 
how that when the waves were boisterous and the disciples were afraid, he just stepped out on the bow of the boat and he said, peace, be still. He equates peace with stillness. Sometimes when we're needing some peace in our hearts, some peace in our emotions, some peace in whatever's going on, we need to be still before him. He says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Um, Psalms 46 and 10 is something that's very familiar. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and in all the earth. It's in our stillness that we recognize who God is. He will be exalted in all the nations and in all the earth when we are still before him. Stillness is associated with healing. The doctor um, tells you to go home. If you're sick, you go home, be still, rest. Healing is associated with being still. Got a broken bone? They put it in a in a place that it's got to be still. You know, <clears throat> um, so that that same the healing. If you need healing in your emotions, if you need healing in your in your family, if you need healing of any sort, being still before the Lord and having an intimate relation and connection with Him promotes that. <clears throat> when we're still enough slow down we can notice where God's at work in our lives in the lives of our children our family in the lives of, of people around us um, some people are just happy to be saved and satisfied that's a, an expression we have used for many many years in the church God that is saved and satisfied and some people are happy that way just happy being saved and satisfied. But there is so much more that our Heavenly Father wants to share with us. There is so much more that He wants to do in us, through us, and for us. Um, in Jeremiah 29 and 11, it's, it's Scripture that you know and it's Scripture that you hold on to and cling to many, many times and you'll say, um, you re rehearse it to yourself. I know the plans that he has for me. It's a plan to, to do good. It's a, a plan for hope, a plan for the future. But if we're not still and spending quality time with him, we may never know that plan. Yeah, the plan's out there. But if you don't take time to, to exercise these spiritual disciplines, in our lives we may not ever know he shares secrets remember the Psalms 25 and 14 he shares secrets with those that revere him that understand his value that understands how awesome he is and you can't I'm, we, we talk about it but until you actually spend time with him, <clears throat> he also shows his covenant, the rest of that verse. He shows his covenant with those that he is intimate with, those that he shares secrets with. 
<clears throat> many, 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 many years ago, um, Pastor and I were privileged to go on a cruise and <clears throat> when he worked insurance. And I won't ever forget how I felt out in the middle of that ocean on that cruise ship. As far as I could see, either way, was nothing but water. It was amazing to me. Everywhere I looked was water. And my first thought was, you know, all those murder mysteries that, you know, when somebody could just dump a body over here and you'd never know it, you know. <laughs> that was my first thought. But as I was still on that side of that ship and just looking at the vastness going on around me, I was reminded of how he has cast my sins into the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered again. And just like that body wouldn't ever be found or that weapon, whatever, <clears throat> my sins are just as hidden. They're just as gone. And and it's in stillness, it's in solitude, it's in being quiet and thinking about those things that we connect with the goodness of the Lord and who he is to us and what he's done for us. When I've gone to the mountains, you know, I hear people talk about, you know, the, the beauty of the mountains and and just looking at, at the, the structure of the mountains. And we think about, you know, how that... Um, that our God created those, scooped out with his hand a valley and just kind of piled it over here and made a mountain. But when you are still and you think about the goodness of the Lord and who he really is, you don't just see that structure, but you start thinking about he knows every little squirrel every little mole down in the valley. He knows where he knows where every sparrow's nest are in those trees. When you really stop and think we see those things but but we have to take quality time to really understand who he is. When you go to the beach and I don't go to the beach a lot, but when you go to the beach, I know it's a place that that uh, Shane really enjoys. But when you go to the beach and you hear the roar of the waves, if it doesn't remind you of who God is, something's wrong. When you look at the sands of the sea and know that he loves us so much and that his blessings to us and his intention to us is more than the sand of the sea. It makes you have a new perspective. We cannot fully appreciate or enjoy the benefits of any relationship if we don't put quality time into it. You can go through life you can go through life. You can day in and day out, day in and day out. We can do that. And too many people do just that. 
They really do not connect with the people in their lives. And as Christians, I'm afraid that sometimes we're just happy to come to church, pray, give our prayer request, listen to the message, that was good. But if we're not spending quality, quality time with him, we're missing so much. We're missing so very much. Because <clears throat> it's through intimacy that children are born. Think about it. In the kingdom of God, you know, we pray for souls to be saved, for people to be born into the kingdom. But it's when you and I recognize the importance of intimacy with him that we really see the goodness of the Lord, that we really see what is in other people. We really see a difference that we can make when we're still to hear, to listen, <clears throat> to have, it, it, it creates a compassion in us and a love for other people when we take the time. Many people want to see grand things accomplished. And that's a noble, a noble uh, goal. But until we can see grand in small things, we probably will not. There's so much more he wants to share with us. There's so much, so many secrets, so many plans he has for you and me, for our church, for our nation, for your family, for your children. There is so much he wants to share. But it's my challenge to you, my challenge to me, Let's spend more quality time with him to be able to hear his heart, to be able to know where he's moving, what he wants us to do, how he wants to be involved and us to be involved. He shares secrets with those that he's intimate with. Thank you for your attention today. If you'll bow your head, let's pray. Go to the Lord. Father, I thank you this morning Hallelujah. for who you are. I thank you, Father, for who you are in us and who you have allowed us and called us to be in you. Father, I thank you this morning, Lord, that you desire quality time with your children. Thank you, dear Lord, that every day, we know that your benefits are new every day, but every day, Lord, that we would choose to pull away from the rat race, that we would choose, Father, to pull away from everything else going on around us and spend quality time with you. Lord, to recognize what you're wanting to do in us, through us, and for us, and Lord, just to love you better, to love one another better, 
thank you, Lord, today. I ask God your blessing, your strength, your healing, and your peace on your children today. God, direct and go with us, Lord, through this week. Help us, Lord, to see others like you see them. In the name of Jesus, we ask these things, these favors. Amen. Praise Jesus the Lord. Bless you. Come back next Sunday. Bring somebody with you.